Hogan Johns. I always think in a positive way, and I always think that our team does too, but no doubt, you have to find ways to close games out. Fields, oh, what a move to move past Nixon. And Justin Fields ahead of the field, and gone! What a run! I feel like I was moving kind of slow, to be honest with you. We gotta check the uh, GPS on that and see how fast I was moving. Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It feels so good to be bad. It's Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in another Bears-Packers game, another Packers victory. They now have the all-time wins lead over the Bears. Johnsy, how was it? Uh, it looked like it was coming as the game kept going on, right? I hate to say it, I don't want to be that guy. As good as the first three quarters looked, we've been here before. You can't beat Aaron Rodgers for field goals or missed field goals, and we know how these things tend to go, as bad as the Packers are. It's true. This is how it typically unfolds for the Bears. Yeah, it uh, was 19-10, to and I I pretty much determined right there the Packers were going to win the game. The, you know, the first few possessions of the second half for the Bears offense, didn't like it. I thought, were, I thought there were missed opportunities in there. I thought, you know, there was there was one drive where they had multiple negative plays, a false start by Cole Komet. Wasn't a big fan of the play calling either. And you could just kind of sense that the they had missed the opportunity to take what was a 16-3 lead at one point. Penalties and, became – sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say when you're up when you're up multiple possessions like that, and the Bears were playing better than the Packers, like those are the types of games that good teams turn into, like what the Lions did to the Jaguars today. The Lions yeah. aren't a, uh, what are they? They're not a twenty-four point team, like better than the Jaguars. They just they 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 had a lead and they kept building on it. They kept that momentum going. That's what the Bears failed to do today. And then penalties became part of the equation like we knew they would. Yeah. They just seem to always be. I, I thought the Bears short-hand, short-handed, short-handed secondary with two undrafted rookies, with a seventh-round pick, with special teams ace DeAndre Houston Carson, your most experienced safety. They played well, man. They played awesome, in a sense, to have that lead against Aaron Rodgers, I know the Packers stink, but it's still Aaron Rodgers going against a bunch of inexperienced players. I thought they played awesome. I really yeah, did. It kind of it kind of reminded me of that Thomas Graham game last year. Remember when the Bears uh, the Bears had that game against the Vikings in primetime, and um, like everybody was out. What are you doing? Kent's telling me to move my camera here. <laughs> oh, I didn't think the lights were that bad. Yeah, there, the lights were glaring, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Here's your um, live look at Soldier Field, yeah. everybody. It looks good. By the way, congrats on the turf. It's been holding up pretty well. Although half the season's being played at home in December and January, which is just weird scheduling quirk. Um, but you know <laughs> what I was wild. saying? You know, The Bears had that game last year. Thomas Graham's playing. Like All these random people are playing, and the secondary actually you know, held up okay. This year, same thing, except like they didn't touch Aaron Rodgers this whole game. It, there's, there's, I, the guy's got a rib injury. You can't even get a finger on him the whole game. Come on, it, pass it's, rush. It's bad. The one 
opportunity they had for, for contact. He was scrambling and it, it was in our side of the field, South end zone. I want to say it was Matt Adams who had an opportunity to take, to take a lick on, on Aaron Rodgers to, yeah. to put a hit on him. And Aaron Rodgers essentially ran them over and stared him down from the sideline. Yes. I saw the, that. It looked even worse. You should have heard the fans in front of the press box after seeing that because everybody kind of got up in excitement. This is an, our, our opportunity to hit Aaron Rodgers. Guy's a broken hand, bad oblique. Yeah. Inflict some punishment. And you missed that your opportunity. For me, that would have fallen in the category of even if he had been called for like a late hit out of bounds, which sometimes happens when you hit a guy, a quarterback anywhere near the sideline, unless they're Justin Fields and they don't get that call. Um, that would have been one of those where I would not have been mad as a coach. We'd have been like, all right, that's an effort penalty. That's a quarterback. Hit him. That's dealing with a rib injury. Get, you know, you want to make him uncomfortable. That was your one opportunity. And Aaron Rodgers didn't even go down. And then he stared you down. And then he stared you down on top of it. Come on. It's the one opportunity to hit the quarterback who told your fans, I know you weren't part of this, but it's part of the conversation. or should have been part of the conversation leading up to this game who told your fans that he owns your team. That running yeah. joke continues, and he added to it today. But, yeah, the the lack of pressure, especially from that defensive line, you know it's a problem. When you're blitzing Jack Sanborn like every other play, because it felt like it at some point in the second mm-hmm. half, that's a problem. That's a serious problem. Yeah. And, and that's where the veterans play is that defensive line. The rookies – the inexperiences in the secondary at linebacker with Jack Sanborn, the defensive line, other than Dominique Robinson, that's where your experience is. And they continue not to get the job done in terms of rushing the passer. Yeah, it's to me, it's the number one need in the offseason. You you have to figure out some way to get the pass rush going, to add to that D line, to add a three technique, to add at least one dominant edge rusher. Um, they just don't have any of it right now, which again, getting back to the secondary was actually why they were so impressive in the secondary. I know it kind of got away late, but, um, because Aaron Rodgers you know kept I, buying time, buying time. Yeah. And there was nobody open. That's why John's, I was more disappointed in the offense in the second half. Like they scored three points. It, you, you kind of knew eventually Aaron Rodgers was going to get going. It was shocking that they only had, um, you know, 10 points when they did. I thought this would be a game where Green Bay was easily in the 30s. So I just was really disappointed in the offense in the second half to to only score three, to not get a touchdown, to not sustain more drives, especially because Fields was playing pretty well overall, throwing the ball. I just thought they got too conservative for, you know, considering the quarterback seemed to really be in a rhythm and be feeling it there uh, at times in the second it, half. It was his Best passing performance this season. And I thought that even before he said it himself. On the, hold on, on the Nikhil Harry possession. Great play, rolls to his left. It wasn't really pressure, but he bought himself time. Kept his eyes downfield, threw the jump ball to, to Harry, who beat Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Like an outstanding play. That's what you love to see. Big body receiver, mismatch, put it up there. Great play. Now you're in scoring position. The plays after that, hold on, I'm looking for it. Like third and five, here here it is, right? This is three plays after the jump ball, 49-yarder to Harry. 
Third of five, Green Bay 23, David Montgomery, right guard to Green Bay 22 for one yard gain. There was a fan in front of us in the, in, from the, in the press box who screamed so loud, come on, Nagy. <laughs> I, I can't do that. <laughs> That's funny. You got a good chuckle from everybody in the front row of the press box, uh, maybe even some, some Bears employees, but there just seemed to be – it was just too conservative for me. Justin Fields is playing well. You want the ball in his hands. Um, maybe that's one where he has to keep it because I think that might have been his own read. But and then you saw Cairo Santos miss the forty-yard field goal after that, blocked by your guy Dean Lowry. I felt like yeah, shout out to Dean, good guy, good player. Um, another guy the Bears probably should have drafted and didn't. Um, I felt like that miss. You know when like in basketball when there's a bad call and then the guy goes to the free throw line and misses the free throw. And it's like, yeah, ball don't lie. That's what I felt like that miss that block field goal was like, it was like karma for that play calling right after that. Your quarterback is 14 of 16. There's going to come a time Johns where if this dude is for real and I think he is for real. And I loved what I I saw today at parts that you're going to want your quarterback to put the game on his arm. Not his legs, not your running back's legs. You're going to say you need to go down the field, throw the ball. After you hit that 50-yard bomb, throw it again. 15 on the next play. 20, whatever it is. You know, Keep that going. He's 14 of 16 at that point in the game. Was clearly feeling it. Those deep balls were dimes. Keep the pressure on. I hated the play calling after that. I really did. And not not because of wins and losses, not because of winning this game, but because of developing Justin. Let him ride. You know, let him carry that momentum forward. He's feeling it. He called it himself his best passing game. And instead, you took the foot off the gas, and then you ended up putting him in a position again where he had, a, which I guess is the counter argument, and he's got to show it, you know, late when. They're losing, fine, but like you could have built on that. I just didn't. I didn't like it when they had the lead. Just put it on him in general. Forget just his arm. It's not some third and fifteen situation. It's third and relatively short. He's the best player on the field. If he wants to scramble for it, so be it. Those go for a lot of yards. (laughs) He could score from there. I get that he's dealing with. A separated left shoulder. He's only two weeks removed from it, but he's the best player in the game. He looked like it at times. I know Aaron Rodgers won, but at times, Justin Fields looked like the best player. Put it on his arm. Put it on his leg. Put it on him, just in general. Let him get you that first down. Let him put the game away, because that was an opportunity for the Bears to take the lead again. And the special teams cost them three more points. Four points they cost them. They should have been in the lead still, or at least tied in that situation. Did you sense any you're, since you're there? Do you sense any? I know Eberflus isn't gonna you know criticize Getzy post game or anything like that, but like, did you sense any frustration with the play calling from Fields from anybody in the locker room at all? Not really. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Well, Chase Claypool and Equinemia St. Brown didn't talk to us after the game. Chase Claypool was getting treatment on his on his right leg. Obviously, we saw that get like it, it's actually quite miraculous that he continued to play. Yeah, Let's be honest, that, that, that did not look good, but he, he, he continued on. Um, no, I, I feel like some of the plays 
were there. You liked some of the second reaction stuff, like the throw down the left sideline to, to Cole Komet, where he stepped up in the pocket, looted some pressure, and, and he got the ball out somehow. I mean, Justin Fields, his poise in the pocket was extremely impressive today. Check that on Ke- in Kevin Fishbane's column, I think, later tonight. He should, he should be on it. Th- that, that stood out to me against the Packers today. But, yeah, maybe some frustration later. I mean, who knows? Usually, you know how these things work. Someone did something wrong somewhere, and that's where mistakes and yardage is lost and whatnot. Uh, I think we all heard Justin Fields explain his first interception. You need Equinemia St. Brown to come back on that. You and I have been big and wanting to see those throws with anticipation. That was a throw yeah. with anticipation. You need your receiver to help you out in that case. He needs to come back for the ball. Yeah. Did um I kind of like that Fields was candid about that? Did did you? I mean, did it come off as him like you know putting the blame on somebody else no, at all, or was like, it just I, him explaining I, I, it? I don't mind at all. He's been pretty consistent with that in terms of explaining plays. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Be forthright. Be forthcoming. Your receiver needs to be better in, in that situation. It's just the case. It's it's what they're taught to do. Come to the ball. So what did you make an EQ than not talking? Yeah, we didn't he see just, him. Um, he just I don't picked know. it out of there early? I don't know. Um, I've been around long enough to not o- overreact to such things, but you definitely want players to have some sense of accountability, but he was playing his former team. He has been very open in the locker room, always there if you need him for the most part, after losses previously and, and in the locker yeah. room during the week. So it is what it is sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you don't know what's going on, and um, you know maybe he'll. Are players talking tomorrow? They still they still in the building tomorrow before they leave. Maybe he'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just so. generally speaking, like I, I get that you want players to talk like all the time, but they are people too. Losing yeah. games like this <laughs> kind of stinks. Could you imagine having to talk about your job at, like after losses like this? Was their sixth loss in a row? Yeah. It stinks. Uh, I don't. You think they're going to win again this season? You got the Eagles, the Bills. They won't be favored in any games. The, the Lions. You mentioned them earlier, and the Vikings, right? No, oh, this is the worst team that they they will. This is the this is the worst opponent they had left. The Lions are looking good now. The, the, again, shout out to the Bears. They fixed the Commanders and they fixed the Lions this season. They should get You're a lot of credit have, for that. Well, at least three of those teams are going to be playing for playoff positions. Right? Yeah. The, the Eagles, the Bills, and definitely the Vikings. They're all going to be playing for playoff position. With well, it's possible points. the Vikings might not have anything left to play for in eight in Week 18. Oh, that, that's a classic you know, tank win. Well, it, well, I know. I know. Yeah. I, 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 I hate loss. to paint that scenario, but it is very possible that they're – that they're they already have the division wrapped up, obviously, and then they um, don't – remember, there's only one team that gets a bye now. And so depending on how it plays out the next couple of weeks, like they might not have a shot at that bye. They already lost the head-to-head to the Eagles. So, yeah, it is possible, and that would be like worst-case scenario. Like just – well, I don't know. Like Imagine like Justin Fields finally has his first 400-yard game against the Vikings week 18. Bears fall from number two in the draft to like number eight. <laughs> well, I don't know if they could fall that far at this point, right? Well, you I don't have, know, uh, they're, they're They're second right now. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, four win teams 
You There's get Denver, a lot of four-win teams. You get Denver that's lost four games in a row. You get the Rams who have lost five games in a row. Just yeah, those teams are going to lose more. What's the Raiders score right now? I don't even. Um, see if I can find that real quick. Hold on, I got it. I got it. The Raiders Ooh, are actually what, winning seven to thirteen. Okay, so that'll help the Bears from falling a little bit. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. John's like, as this game was going on, I, I, I and I was telling people pregame, like, just enjoy the game against the Packers. Like, if they could beat the Packers, enjoy it. It's a win-win. It really is a win-win. And you know they didn't get it done. I think there's, I think there's some things to be concerned about. How concerned are you about Cairo Santos? He's missed a lot of extra points this year. Say it's yeah. four, four, right? Four, and then um, the field goal block. It was a low kick, which is kind of tough because the wind's crazy. I want to. Uh, did you talk to him post game? I was not on that scrum, but okay. He did look visibly shaken before and afterwards. I would just be, I'm not ready to overreact there because he's been so good for the Bears. Kickers do go through slumps. I do not think this is a Cody Parkey situation. He's proven himself. He deserves more of a leash than that. Um, And we've also seen the other side of it, which is the Robbie Gold situation. Proven kicker. Kind of goes through a slump like this, right? Where all of a sudden, like for the first time in a long time, you're you're like, what's going on? Is it the wind? Is he just in his head? How about the guy they just faced today? Mason Crosby went through an infamous yes. bad streak for a while, didn't he? He's still kicking for the, yeah. the Packers. Yeah, I would just I, be I, careful. Yeah, I'm of the opinion of, of okay, you could be concerned a bit, but maybe it's the best interest to, to have your guy try to figure it out. You're your proven kicker who's been at this for a long time to try to yeah. sort this out before going into a kicking derby because we know how that can shake out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm not filing that into major concerns yet. I just... I don't know. It, it You can be happy about the draft positioning, but at the same time be a little bit concerned about like the fourth quarter offense. And in today's case, the whole second half offense 
both yeah. in terms of execution and in the way it's being handled by the coaching staff, like the conservative nature and some of the play calling. And there were two two of the timeouts called today by Eberflus. I think you can question, right? There's the one at the first half. And the Packers then, were lining up for a field goal, right? No, they weren't. They were going for it. Oh, they weren't. Yeah. Someone said that. So they were going to go for it either way. They were going for it either way. Um, I thought in that moment you saw a coach trying to get his young defense in order. At, you're talking about the touchdown right before the first half, end of the first half. Right. And also, when the down. clock run down. So was he leaving clock time to get the ball back, to get a return? That I'm not sure of. I, I actually missed okay. part of the Eberflus press conference. Okay. Um, but my opinion at that time is you had a young defense, fourth down against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If you want to take a moment to talk to him, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and then in the second half, that timeout they called on that uh, what turned out to be the last drive just seemed unnecessary because you were going to need those timeouts to get the ball back after you scored. Just run up and clock the ball. It was first down. I don't know. There, there, there's just little things like that that I don't think we've gotten a fair enough evaluation to Eberflus on yet, and we won't until they start winning some games. And it's just kind of a lingering question that I think goes into the off off season, right? Like I think, in, well, in terms of, well, yes, you have a first time head coach learning on the job, and I think he's been okay for the most part, most part in certain things. Um, generally speaking, second half offense, the Bears have been in a lot of situations this year where they have a chance to take the lead or tie the game in the fourth quarter. I think what you have is a young quarterback and a young offensive coordinator. And Luke Gassi trying to feel their way through this. It sounds like an excuse, but it's just it is what it is. This is Luke yeah. Gassi's first year calling plays at the NFL level. He's going to make mistakes. Deserves criticism today, a lot of it, I'll be honest. But it's still his first year doing it, and it's Justin Fields' first year in this offense with a whole bunch of different receivers coming in and out. No Darnell Mooney today, so a lot of fluidity to what's going on offensively. I don't mean to make excuses for him. Six losses in a row, six losses in a row, but in the grand scheme of what the Bears are as a team right now, you have a young quarterback, young offensive coordinator, and a lot of young players playing all over the field, handling different things for the first time for this regime. Yeah, and, and by the way, I, like, I agree with you. I think Getsy deserves criticism today. I think I'd still give him at least a B-plus, maybe even somewhere in the A range for the entire season. When you consider how much this offense has been changed, how much it's been tweaked to Justin Fields' strengths, the development they've gotten out of Justin Fields, all, by the way, with a shaky at best offensive line that has had so many different offensive line combinations, another one today with Alex Leatherwood playing as much as he did, um, and then the wide receivers coming in and out. It's different guys every week. Darnell Mooney's not hurt. Like, this has been a win offensively. They were they were leading the league in scoring there. Point is, like I think overall it's been a win offensively for Luke Getze. Well, if Justin Fields continues to play well, he seemed to feel good about his best passing performance of the season. He should. Those are you're looking for those mini victories. Are you not? You're looking for positives. I have no problem with him feeling positive about his performance today. First game back from separated shoulder, he looked poised in the pocket. He was moving the ball through the air. Even when he had to make those second reaction plays, fighting Cole Komet, fight, like those were exceptional plays. The deep ball, the St. Brown. Perfect ball. Absolute dime. You saw progress. You saw a layered throw. 
um, to St. Brown early in the game for his first completion. A lot of positives. A lot of positives. And if you want to draw on those and try to build on those, obviously that's a coaching message. I get that. You're a 3-1 football team with a bunch of young players trying to make their way in the NFL. Maybe that's a matter of having like the right expectations of when to or how to evaluate this team. Maybe that's just where I'm at with this team and others aren't with me, but it's what they are, man. It's what they are. Yeah, and by the way, I think today can also be called a win for Justin Fields, just the opportunity to play him, the results you got, the fact he didn't get hurt worse, and you have a bye week now. Like, well played by the Bears, I think. Uh, I know there's been a lot of topic about, you know, should you play last week, should you play this week? I think he gave him a week off. He came back. He clearly looked fine today. He developed in the passing game. In that regard, it was a huge week for him. Um, and now he's got another week to rest and four games to go against some really tough opponents. So um, some extra time to prepare for the Eagles. But this was a, it was a good week for Justin Fields. Yeah. One way to view it is like you can root for the Bears to beat the Packers like you should. Forget about the draft positioning for a while. But now that it's over, you should be scoreboard watching. You should hope they they hold on to that top two pick, top three, top four. It looks like where they're they're about to draft. They're going to have their pick of some of the best players at their respective positions, and they're going to have a lot of phone calls to field. And Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles are going to be busy when it comes to the teams looking for quarterbacks. Be Bears great have they, theirs. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's a to have your quarterback. And be that high in the draft order is certainly a good thing. Uh, any other final thoughts, Johns? No. Enjoy the bye week, everybody. I think we got one more episode coming up on Tuesday. Draft yep. special, everybody. A draft special. So we'll get that yeah, out to gonna, you. And then we're, we're taking a break Dane ourselves. Bru- Dane Brugler is going to join us on Tuesday. So we'll take some uh, an opportunity on the bye week to talk a little NFL draft. With the positioning the Bears have should be good. Should be a good one on Tuesday. Then we... We'll take a little bit of a break with the bye week, which is well-deserved at this point. It's mid-December already, damn it. Well, it feels that way. Maybe Nobody's 100% at this time. No, including us. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read Johnsy on The Athletic. You can read me at allchgo.com. Merch is still up. Obviousshirts.com makes a great holiday gift. Obviousshirts.com. Get those hoodies, beanies for the winter. It's all there for you. Please like and subscribe. Hit the notification button on YouTube. Rate and review. Most importantly, tell a friend. Thank you so much to all our listeners. We will talk to you on Tuesday. The Packers, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Gold Bears.